When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My football team's got me drinking. My football team's got me drinking. Give me beer, whiskey, wine, or gin. Back at it again. I'm doing my best imitation of Cody Bradley, uh, although I cannot imitate that wonderful announcer and terrible soccer player. I mean, great soccer player that Cody is, but he's not here tonight, so we can make fun of him. Well, actually, him being here doesn't stop us. But with me tonight so far, I have Robert Russert, Mike Kuhn, Chad Smith, and David Greenwald may or may not join us, depending on whether he gets done with his pointy ball fantasy stuff. <laughs> pointy ball. Okay. Yeah. So the big news today and main reason we just got together tonight was Daniel Shallowy, new contract, four years. Chad, what do you think? Good, bad? I mean, four years feels like a long time. I had kind of resigned myself to the fact that he was definitely going to leave. So I'm still coming to terms with it. I like Daniel. I'm a stand for Daniel. I think he obviously is capable of a lot. He was like what third in the MVP voting or something last year. Fantastic season. A um, little bit down this year, but he. I think he needs a striker next to him. And now he got to hopefully have Alan Plito soon. So cautious. Domestic. Cool. Mike, what do you thought? What are your first thoughts today? Well, first off, happy on goal day um, ah, yeah. to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, which uh, is uh, on goal day, the day that uh, the official purchase of the club from Lamar Hunt by uh, on goal LLC. So happy on goal day. Um, I, I mean, in a sense, I'm the same as, as Chad. I wasn't sure I was resigned to him leaving, but I was 
not going to be surprised if he did leave um, simply because of the talent that the club has in the um, what would be considered the front five uh, positions, basically with uh, Polito coming back, Agata, Russell, Tommy, and Kinda, along with the likes of uh, Voltaire, uh, potentially Espinoza, Hernandez, Duke. There's a lot of guys for those front five positions, basically. And I know we're, and, and that's not even uh, mentioning uh, Jonis as well in that situation. There's just a lot of talent there. And I thought it would be a situation where the club might let Shallowy walk simply because of that. Robert, anything to add? Yeah, Mike, I had the same thoughts. Um, you got to wonder that they just not impressed enough with Johnny's and Johnny's this could be his ticket out. I don't know. Uh, Ozzy Cisneros, he's, he's maybe in there. Is, is he going to be on the way out? I kind of did a roster construction for next year and I've got five spots open, <laughs> but that's just my take right now. Um, but yeah, it's the glut of talent and that's a great problem to have. So I don't mind having that problem. And Daniel, you know, has proven again and again that he's got what it takes and he's a quality finisher and quality player. And you know what I really like what I've seen recently is him uh, on the defensive side is I think has stepped up his game. So definitely something that uh, Kansas City needs and Vermees likes for sure. The defensive part is actually something that uh, Vermees gave him a lot of credit for today is that he that's one of the, the skills that he vastly improved in over the last few years because that was sometimes why he wasn't getting on the field when people wanted him on the field because you got to remember Vermees, if you don't play defense, you don't play. Right, Johnny's? Um. <laughs> well, right. And that's another reason Johnny's could be, you know, seeing the door. I don't know. Yeah, I would not be totally surprised if a couple people end up leaving, but there is a really a, a still, a, no matter what, if one or two of the that group ends up leaving to make room or because they want better playing time, still a fairly strong attacking group there. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Of course, we are assuming Polito and Kinda will come back, you know, somewhere near where they were. <laughs> well, I'm not and, assuming that. <laughs> and I mean, you say that, but at, I mean, I would argue that with – Tommy and Agata, I think in a sense, you're sort of hedging your bets in, sure. in that situation that because they both play the basically the same positions that Kinda and Polito play in. Uh, so I, I will be interested to see how the midfield looks next year. Um, I think the team could definitely use a, a new six, not that Voltaire's done a bad job there, but unless Vermes is going to go away from the six controlling everything, um, which he has a little bit. Voltaire is not as involved as uh, at, at the six in terms of being the uh, distributor all over the field that we've seen when you have a six back there that is like that, like Elie, like Rossell can be. Um, so I could see that to allow Voltaire to move up and play the eight. And that just makes the front five even more crowded, basically. So it, there, it, it's a good problem to have. Absolutely. It, it, it's a fantastic problem to have. It's just it's one of those that may work for a season and then you're going to see some of those guys be like, Hey, I want to get some more playing time sort of thing. Well, you don't think Peter will just rotate him around. <laughs> uh, so anything to add to that, Chad? 
Uh, no, I mean, the the Johnny's thing, I kind of was on the same boat thinking, gosh, it's like he maybe hasn't proven to be what they thought he would be yet. I, I think Mike could probably give us the studies towards like a record number of sub appearances. He's not starting a whole lot. I know he's subbed into like 20 games or something wild. But it, I think the rumor is something like 2.26 million that they paid for them, according to one of these websites that I found. So that's a lot of money to be, you know, kind of thrown away if you don't end up using him unless you can flip him but i who's gonna buy a depressed asset you know even though he's young he's promising maybe you know year two in the system he just emerges and kind well, of become well, know, becomes you, what you, he hasn't been you, you got to remember he also just turned 21 yeah he's not a, he, he's not a um he, he he's not super experienced his experience before coming here was playing in the cypriot leagues so i mean he doesn't have a wealth of experience and I mean, playing outside your home country for the first time for an extended period of time is is going to mess with anybody, basically. So I I would hope Johnny's gets uh, another season and gets a chance to develop. I mean, let's face it, Johnny's Johnny Russell is uh, turns 33 next year. And I mean, you, you in an ideal world, you're going to want to start to manage his minutes the way that uh, you would have hoped Vermes would manage the minutes of the likes of Zuzi, Espinoza, um, and, and such this this year. But I don't know if we're really getting that as much. We did a bit in the middle, which has allowed them, I think, to allow Zuzi, for example, to be as strong as he's been um, outside of the... Uh, outside of the couple passes against San Jose, he's had some very good performances lately, basically after did not playing for a while. So I would hope that we would see more rotation, especially with the talent that it appears the team has. Um, but I mean, that's not always been Vermes' style. Mike coming in with jokes. <laughs> I do feel that uh, Peter's done much better with Espinoza this year, though. I mean, Peter uh, Roger's been coming out a lot in the 45, 60, 65, bringing on Hernandez, you know, a almost like-for-like like kind of move with younger, quicker, fresher legs. Um, so I think he in that has, case... He, he has... Pl- he, her, Espinoza has played a lot this year, but yes, you're right that he... He's not he, he's not being expected to go 90 minutes. So even though he is probably still considered, at least by Vermes, the the starter yeah. in that uh, eight role, he's not he, he's not being forced to go the full 90 minutes, which, yeah, it's probably saving his legs a bit this year. Agreed. And then if if them, they're all back next year, I don't see how Roger can be considered a starter no matter what, because you have. Remy, Kenda, Tommy, Hernandez, etc. I mean, it, Roger needs at that point, and he's to not be start and come off at 60. He needs to be on the bench and come on it with 20, 25 left to, to help close out a game if necessary. Yeah, I really love Roger. And I think, honestly, he's done fantastic these last few games as the starter and come off at mostly an appropriate time. But uh, yeah, I was I was putting my story when I put out the Shalomi news that um, I still want to see Remy at the eight. So if you got Remy, Tommy and Kenda at those dual eight, ten knots, then you get a new six, hopefully. Then gosh, 
is Hernandez fourth? And is there even a place for Roger anymore? I always kind of looked at this as his last year, but you just, you never know if, if people are going to sit around. I think Zussi will definitely be around next year. I'm not as confident about Roger. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is room in a sense for Roger, like you said, Chad, but uh, I mean, think about it. Is there a place for Cam Duke? If we're assuming uh, Voltaire is going to be an eight, is there, you know, it's just narrow. So he, he can play some right wing, right? Uh, dispel Russell, maybe. Uh, Pierre can play there too, right? Um, but what about Jake Davis? Is there a spot, you know, at an eight for him? Um, yeah, so we talk about playing these young guys. And yeah, we've gotten in some young guys at the, uh, you know, under 22 initiative. But those guys, where are they going to fit in? Duke, Davis, Cisneros. Yeah, I agree. Duke feels kind of like the odd man out. I, I feel like you got to pick up his option just because Phil has potential. He's also a 21 to go back to right. the whole the youth right. thing. Uh, maybe he should just be an every game starter for SKC too and see if he can you know find a place, find a home to be ready to step up first team. He's been good, good enough off the bench. It's like you wouldn't want to rely on him as a starter. And I don't even know that you'd want him as your first sub. But then again, as we mentioned earlier, do Keenan and Polito come back 100%? Yeah, yeah, usually it's a couple of years off his bad, bad, catastrophic knee injuries, right? like before they're themselves <laughs> again. Real yeah, there's estate. a lot to be seen in that still. And uh, just for going back to Janice for a moment, one thing we forgot to mention, I think, was that he, st- he still never went to a training camp with his team because he came in so late. So he's been the entire year just trying to play catch up to learning language system in a foreign country and being thrown into some not great situations and trying to make the most of it. So I do think he comes back and he probably he improves at least 50% next year. Uh, that's just a, I mean, I don't know how I would quantify that. He, he, he's, he's learning to defend. He, he's learning the system. Burmese once right. on the fly, basically yep. is what he's having to do without the preseason. And I mean, we know how we, we've, talked already about how much how vermes expects you to defend from the front so coming in late to that process hurt hurt him in terms of development and style this season but then again he's still getting time it's not like he's not getting on the field he may not be getting a lot of time but i mean it says something he like i like chad mentioned he's made 20 something subs 20 subs across all yeah. competitions this year he's played in over half the games so he's getting time he's got the talent it's just he's got to adjust to the system basically well as that is mentioned it's more than talent you know, what we don't see is what are johnny's habits on a on a regular basis what are his habits in training what's his attitude and the sub appearances show that they're in the proper place but if you want to argue, doesn't know the system, has had to try to learn it. But then you look at Agata and Tommy and say, well, they fit right in perfectly. So yeah, yeah and a guy like twenty-two as well. It's not like he's an old man, so he is. He's really sparked this thing. But there's different responsibility. Obviously, there's different responsibilities sure, sure. for the center forward and what they have to do, and uh, then what they expect out of a winger in this system versus yeah, some sure. other systems don't play their wingers the same way. Obviously. And then Tommy being a little bit older, but I was I was actually going to make that same point, Robert. But I think that. Uh, speaks more to the class and quality of Tommy and Agata oh, yeah. than it does to the lack of that with Johnny's. <laughs> I mean, that's not a criticism on him. It just speaks to right. the, how much Tommy brings. I mean, um, in when we had a pod the other day, that was exactly, I was like, Tommy's been the 
best one. Agata gets a lot of the notice because of the goals, but Tommy has been such a, he's raised that midfield so much more than what I think anybody else has been able to do lately. Yeah, I would agree with that. Since we're rebuilding this roster, uh, one more move at the forward line, I wonder how you all are feeling is uh, Kyrie Shelton has an option year for 2023. Is he your first uh, winger off the bench in next the next season? Or uh, is he making way so someone like Johnny's can get on Mike and Shane is dead hard? Well, here's how I'm going to put it. And I thought about this earlier today, the wording to use. Um, Talent-wise, Kyrie doesn't fit also another aspect of that i think um the emotional energy of this team i think is impacted by some of the situations you can read into that what you want uh and i don't think the emotional energy is a positive so i think just getting rid of that you care about a person you care about an individual but you've also got a responsibility to your team so i that's a determining factor in my mind. What's and the dollar amount? <laughs> that's what I was just looking up. He, he, his, his cap, according to the players union, he was on uh, 350,000 this past year. So, I mean, that alone is you, you, that, that cap hit alone, you can go get a right back. If you're not convinced by Pierre or Zuzi, you can get center back, a, a center back, but then, I personally don't <laughs> expect Fontos to be back. So that opens right. up almost a million dollars when you include right. the TAM that he's taking up. So I, I wasn't going to go center back simply because <laughs> I, I already have that money somewhere else to devote to a center back <laughs> in my mind. You, maybe you throw that at a six or to help offset right. the cost of a new six. Maybe you do that for extra wing depth or something. I just, I don't think, I don't think it's Shelton, unfortunately. Um, I, I just, I, he, I'm sure he's a great guy. It's just the, the circumstances this year, he was thrown to the wolves and he just didn't perform. He was it, devoured by those wolves. <laughs> if yeah. you want to use the analogy, yeah, he, he just, he did not perform. And that was the main issue. I mean, we, we've already seen that it's likely barring an injury to Agata, He's not going to start another game this year. I would yeah. agree with that. And I think the it back to maybe what Robert was alluding to, maybe I'm not certain if I was reading between the lines correctly. It's maybe it would just be good for his mental health to be somewhere else. It's so much negativity surrounds him here. Like obviously he's got a significant other here and he seems like a great human here and he's involved in all this awesome stuff off the field, but just on the field, it hasn't been what the team wants. And all those stats from all those years, if he makes all the other guys better around him, it seems to have vanished in 2022. And I just th- I agree with Mike. You got to put that 350000 somewhere else. Well, and to use another example, not that uh, not that he had done as bad here in his final year, but Elie. He, Elie, I mean, for everybody seems to have the the hindsight glasses on when it comes to Elie this year and what he could have done to help this team forget how much Elie struggled at times last year Elie for as good as he is and has how great he's been for LAFC this year he needed that change of scenery he he and, and a whether, different system yeah a different system. What, yes yeah and a different system whether it was the kick in the ass of being told of Vermes not 
uh, of him not being wanted back of his option being declined, whether that did it uh, or I'm sure that played a part, but yes, the, the system, the, um, the being considered excess goods, basically all that can help motivate a player to be good in their next stop. And I, I, yeah, I, it, I don't think it'll hurt Kyrie in that situation. If he, 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 he just needs to change the scenery at this point, I think. You think he goes to another MLS team or. I think his numbers this year will scare off a lot of MLS teams from wanting to wanting to bring him in. I, I just, he, the, the way he looked, I think it, it's going there there might be especially with another expansion team coming in but it's i would not be surprised if he is not in mls next year yeah I, again I, I wish him well i'm not gonna really comment too heavily either way because i could see the case for keeping him i can see the case for um uh, not picking up his option but in whichever way it goes i just wish him really the best because he is really really the super nice guy and he a lot of people complain about him, but I don't ever, I've never gotten the feeling that he wasn't putting out a great effort. It's just that the effort was failing, whether it was lack of confidence, some other injury, some mental issue, whatever it was, it, it just wasn't working this year where it did in previous years at, at least benefited others, not as much as himself. All right. So we rebuilt the team of well, forwards, the forwards. Well, yeah. I mean, just, because Mike had to bring up the center backs, damn you. Um, what if Fontas no, came no, back? Robert, Robert brought I'm the one up. who mentioned it first. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to see if you spit out your beer when I called out your name. Um, if Fontas would come back for half a million, 250,000, 450,000, a million is, uh, is a high price for him right now, but he's also been the guy who's kind of picked up the creativity from the six at times. He's been the one that's making some of the longer passes. He's been making some very scary runs into the <laughs> opponent's 18 at times. Um, do you he's see... a goal scorer fan. He needs to get in the box. Yeah. He's what like tied for sixth in the, on the team. So yeah, he's something got... like that. If you go back to Port Kai, he's got two more goals than that guy. So Oh man, you just got to pile on, don't you? I know. I'm so mean. He's such a nice person. But, but well, back here, to Fontas, do you keep him if he's for a cheaper price? Are you expecting him to be the starter? Because the thing to also remember with him is he turns 33 this year. He he's turns 33 back. in November. Yes, but he he wasn't he wasn't a center back because he was fast. Yeah, no, his, his he, athleticism well, is not what they were teaching. Yeah, well, yes, the the athleticism can't recede much more, but at the same time. He he's had a history of injuries with his lower extremities. I guess is the best way to put it. And uh, well, because I it, it that almost sounds like a euphemism that we should like uh, rate this podcast, Mike. His he hasn't he's had a number of leg injuries over the course of his career, especially okay. here in Kansas City. Can you? Now, yes, that's limited the number of games he's played, which could, in theory, extend his career. But at the same time, do will they? When do the injuries catch up with him? Basically, I guess is is the question. When do they cause his the remaining athleticism that he has to take a dip? I I mean, 
I'm, he saved I, a couple guys, of years you, on his you, league, you, man. You guys laugh, but it it you you can't argue that point. He he's he's not overly athletic to begin with, and he can't can you expect him to to maintain the level that he's at going into next season? I don't think you can. Robert, you need to chime in now. Yeah, I think uh, you know Fontas at a lower price. I could see that could be beneficial. However, not as a starter. Um, and the theory here in my mind is a superior center back can raise this team ceiling significantly. Um, we don't have that right now. If we can sign some guy who can be that ceiling raiser, can make a huge difference for this team. So that's my hope. That's my prayer. Well, I mean, I know... Matt Doyle has his friends and his enemies on all over soccer, basically. But his point when he had uh, he did the fantasy article the other day about if you could bring back one player from a club's pat from your club's past in their prime yeah. to your team, who would it be? And he picked Ike Opara. And I can't argue that point. There are four players that I would. Th- he's one of four that in that general mindset that I would have picked, and all four of them were center backs in my mind. Unless I could bring back an in prime Espinosa, the four are <laughs> Beasler, Opara, Colin, and Conrad. Those, if I could bring back any four, any one player in their prime, it would be one of those four to this team because center back fixes a a, a an elite center back fixes a lot of the defensive issues in this team. And let's not forget, there could be two center back openings. Issy is on an option year for 2023. They could choose to step away from his also million dollar contract. So a lot of money. I doubt it, but they could. Honestly, he's the one he's one. I would get, I would allow Izzy to go before I allowed Fonte to go, but I'd only want to keep Fonte with a cheaper price tag. So I, I would allow both of them to go if they did not come down. Unless you're expecting Volader to be a starter, I don't think that we're going shopping for two starting center backs this winter. I I understand, but um, I, a lot of, in my opinion, in my mind, and is a lot of those free guys running into the box were right off of Izzy's shoulders, not Fontas's. Not that Fontas has been perfect in any way, shape, or form. I, I think he's been what he is and what he's good at, but. It, it, it to me, it just has felt like there's been a lot of them off at Vizzy's shoulders that had that free headers, especially in the middle of the year. Maybe a, a, a six could have done better. Maybe somebody else could have done better. But they seemed to, a lot of them be three feet away from, from Izzy when they scored that header. I'm not going to disagree with that at all. I'm just saying I I can't see us bringing in two new starters next year. That That's my only that that's my only problem with with the idea is that Issy and Fontas going only makes sense if you're expecting Bolader to start next year, or Courtney Ford. Right. That's, Chad and I are agreement, man. That, Look that at was us, a... Team well, I, Chad. I, I will go on record as disagreeing about Izzy. Just have to say that. Well, go ahead, man. Tell us why. Defend we're him. Defend him. Oh, oh, I've been defending him all season. So on this podcast, so. So no, go back and listen. I don't to need to see any more. <laughs> yeah, you do, because people can't go back and listen to every pod. Give us a, you know, give us to, a 30 second reason why we suck. I, I think what you said, Chad, I'm sorry, not Chad, Chad, Thad, Thad, about it being other people's responsibilities that were neg- uh, you know, not taken care of, that Izzy seemed to be at fault, Dad, when he really wasn't. Uh, and I've broken it down in a couple articles. Um, so 
I think Izzy, uh, some people have blamed him for not trying at times. And I watch him play and I'm like, what are you crazy? Are you watching a different guy than I am? But, um, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not a trying time or really in Colin. He's not a prime time, you know, whoever you want to pick, but he's a quality center back who can play in MLS. He's an MLS level center back. And I'd rather keep him over Fontes if I had to choose. Yeah, and what well, we haven't really gotten to see is him and Ford together. I think they had five minutes on the field together in one game before Izzy got headbutted into oblivion and taken out <laughs> of the out for a little while. So I wouldn't mind seeing those two together because Ford is really the the athlete, the going up, clearing balls, like kind of running all over the place. And Izzy, we don't give him a lot of actually quite good at passing, and I think he has got some sneaky long balls in his his golf bag so to speak i don't i don't think he's at the level that they want to be the uh distributor though i don't if you're going with ford and he's better than ike opara ever was i'm not disagreeing there (laughs) but but opara had beasler or occasionally fontas next to him you vermes has always paired his athletic center back with a passer yeah. And EC in the system right now, EC is that athletic center yeah. back and Fontas yeah. is the passer. Ford EC, if you're going to do that, you then jump up and you're working on that six and you're finding a passer in the six to replace yeah. Voltaire to push Voltaire up the field, which then causes more depth in the front five, which was where we started this whole conversation <laughs> tonight. You know, and I think sometimes he gets credit for being the athletic one just because he's standing next to Fontas and he just looks a lot more athletic. But I don't think he's anywhere near the level of like Ford's athleticism or even Opara's athleticism when he was here. Robert, your eye roll told me I, maybe I, other. I, he's, <laughs> he's more athletic than you think. And yes, yeah. he looks even Deceptive. more athletic next to Fontas. But in, in the, he he is the quote-unquote athletic one in the in, in this center back pairing and he's also a lot smarter than some people give him credit for yeah that's probably true as well yeah i don't know that i've ever criticized him for being smart or not smart rather but yeah it's um and and i know that's why when i criticized him earlier about it seemed like there was always the the guy who scored the open header was three feet away from me <laughs> i also that's why i also mentioned that it, a lot of times it may have been other people's yeah. original fault but just like giving up a goal falls to the goalie giving up an open shot in the in the in the right. box falls on the center back uh giving the, up a cross from the from the the corner is the the outside back's fault no matter what i'll i'll go i'll give another analogy to compare that situation if you want to with EC uh go back to uh 2014 and how poor Aurelian Collin looked when he had Igor Juliao next to him how (laughs) much he had to push out to help cover for Juliao's uh defending deficiencies I guess is the best way to put it and (laughs) and then allowed that passing lane between him and Beasler to open up a lot more it, yeah. it, I, I would need to go back and watch more game film on e- EC to see if it's really that situation uh, or if it's a different situation pushing up, pushing to cover Fontas, pushing Fontas aside where, where it is but you, Thad's right in that movement, th- covering in other places leaves openings in, in the other areas and it, it EC may be covering for somebody else in, in those situations. It's like I said, it's one of those things I'd have to go back and I'd have to rewatch tape. And I really don't want to rewatch some of these the games uh, yeah, from this I, year. 
I do think that a lot of times he was covering for whoever was the six or an eight that was not maybe getting back as much as they should have at that particular time. Again, that's that's defending Izzy in in this case because I don't I, I'm not laying all criticism on him by any means. At least I'm not meaning well, to. I mean, like you said, I'll make the point again that the midfield defensive issues have been an issue for a long time. Yep, and, and they still and have not been fully remedied. Robert, you can. Uh, you know that many times throughout this year, I've said it's not the defense's fault or the forwards' fault; it's the midfield's fault because of yeah. of a lot of the woes this year. Because they they were not able to connect four, they were not able to defend the the back line. I do think with Tommy there, that's helped a lot in the last couple of right. games because right. that guy is uh, a machine and smart and everywhere. And they also have a, a person up front that they can get the ball to. Yeah. And I'm going to go back and man, I don't want to do this in one way, but I got to, when we we're talking about Shelton earlier, um, the one, you know, Peter's always like defended him all these years when people would criticize him, but all of a sudden now that a God is here, one of the things he consistently says about a God is, well, you have a guy that can score. You have a guy that, you know, goes forward. You have a guy that can control the ball and hold it and lay it off. And he mentions all these things that, somebody else was supposedly able to do at least some of those things in the past. So I think Peter's always known this. He just couldn't criticize his own player until he has a player that can now replace them. Well, I, right. I think it was also the fact that with in the past with Shelton, you still got a handful of gold contributions from him. You got a handful of assists, a handful of goals, and you didn't get that at all. You haven't gotten it at, at all this year from him. I mean, he has... 1300 minutes in league play and has one goal contribution he has one assist and that that's and that came from the wing don't forget that came from the across into the box that was his one assist this year so he he the mindsets change especially when the the player that in the past you you defended isn't doing the stuff that you were able to pr- you, you were able to say he may not score but he does this 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 and this well Shelton hasn't hasn't been holding the ball up well hasn't been connecting with his teammates well I mean how many passing uh, charts have we seen from this year where Shelton's passing map is incredibly small he, he he's he he wasn't getting the passing he wasn't getting the the hold up he he's just not doing the little things that made him so successful and allowed vermes to defend him the last few years and peter is so always very good about not throwing guys under the bus in general like people will ask why don't you ask this question why don't you ask that question of peter and it's like he's not going to toss these guys under the bus like every once in a while he might use some sort of motivational tactic like i think he was trying to use on johnny's when he's saying he loves going forward he loves having the ball at his feet but i wish he would run when he didn't have the ball you know i wish he'd run off the ball so it's like i think it's stuff he's probably saying to him behind the scenes trying to nudge him and motivate him and maybe make us shut up that are saying why is johnny's not starting good man in the game so yeah a little subtle jab at us maybe well two things to bring this somewhat full circle how important is shall to this team that led to a discussion about all these things number one <laughs> number two if uh we see Ben Sweat and Andre Fontos as our back left side of our defense next year. That's worst case scenario. <laughs> Let's please hope that doesn't happen. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Sweat had a good game against San Jose. I will give yeah. him that. 
He's had some good yes, moments, some good, he, a couple he good should, games. He should not be the long-term starter at left back. He should <laughs> I, not be there I, at the start of the season. He should I, not. I don't think he was supposed to be. Nope. <laughs> I don't think he was either. I think it was Ndembe got hurt, and then they went on a run. And yeah. you know how Vermes loves to loves to stick with what works. Yeah, exactly. you don't, don't change those stinky socks. You don't wash them. That'll break the luck. <laughs> Sweaty socks? Oh, that would have been better. Dang it. Oh. <laughs> Do we want to uh, sneak a little Kansas City current in here real fast before we run out of time? Um, Haley Mace, yeah. national team, playing on Saturday at Children's Mercy Park with the women. 12.30, 1 o'clock, something like that. I'll be there. I'll be there. Will you be in the press box? I will be uh, with my family. My daughter loves some U.S. women's national team. She'll probably be rocking her Alex Morgan jersey. Like lots of 10-year-old girls. Hey, it's okay. It is what it is. I'll try to convince her to get a Haley Mace jersey next time around. And I hopefully we'll have a, a women's team, national team focus pod coming out here shortly. So sometime in the next day. I'll probably post this one first because the other will take much more editing. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't invited to that. I'd be love to talk about that sometime then. <laughs> Actually, I couldn't invite anybody to it. Oh, he wasn't allowed. Top secret. No, no, no. Just the way you have to deal with <laughs> with these things at times. I'll explain more later. It's <laughs> it's just convoluted. Uh, any last words, gentlemen? We have about two minutes or less left in our free Zoom session because I don't want to pay for the damn thing. This LA um, Galaxy team is a talented side, especially with their new additions. Um, I think we can go in and steal a victory, but the Galaxy are improving. Welcome back, Daniel. I'm glad you're here, and I hope it all works out for you. Got one goal last week, so the floodgates, they're about to open, right? Well, he's tied for second, right? Well, right now. Yeah, but Agata's tied for or is the third leading goal scorer, and he's only played like six games. So, <laughs> so I will say this is my final point. Um, Shallowy is eight and a half goals over his four year this four year contract, not counting any goals the rest of this season. Eight and a half goals per season from passing Precky, which would be a feat. And I yes. think that he would love to be the guy who does that. I think he would too. I'm not sure he does. Um, but eight and a half over a four year season, given how even if he runs hot cold, I think that is well within his reach. And then plus the extended contract after that. So, and and most I mean, likely he's only twenty six right now. They they're gonna re up him again one more time, right? <laughs> most likely for Daniel, it'll be twelve goals one year, three goals the next year, thirteen the next year, six the next year, and that gets him there. Um, yeah, exactly. All right, we're about out of time. I am very happy Shallowy's back. He's one of my favorite interviews because he speaks more honestly than most people does, and will actually drop a, a couple of cuss words once in a while. Uh, and I mean Johnny might but nobody actually understands him so thank you gentlemen for joining me Greenwald you missed out sorry bud thanks everybody go sporting
Kitchen. Anything to shake this, but I'm in. My butt buttons got me drinking. Anything to shake this, but I 